Hello, hello, hello. Goddamn, goddamn. This is Who the Fuck Knows with Emily Rose. I'm Emily Rose. And I just spent a good hour and a half recording a play-by-play recap of the past couple of episodes of Beverly Hills. And I realized I had so many more pages of notes and so little energy. And I decided I'm going to stop. And instead of doing a play-by-play recap, because at this point, I feel like if any of you are like me, you've already watched the episodes more than once, if not at least once, if not more. And I just want to touch on a few things that I feel very passionately about from the Dinner from Hell part two, parts one and two, and and kind of how things are going down where we are right now in Beverly Hills. So this is going to be probably a very short episode just so I can get some of my thoughts and feelings out. My first thoughts and feelings are thoughts and feelings. My first thing I want to say is what Erica was doing, and this word is used frequently and incorrectly on Bravo, throughout Bravo creators and commenters and and what have you, but Erica's fully bullying Sutton at this dinner. She is threatening her. She is attempting to intimidate her. She is physically in her space. Now, she doesn't like hit her or anything, but she's physically in her space, bucking up essentially at her. She is saying, she is saying someone will be getting her. Like, I will, I will come after you. She accuses her of being a baby essentially and throwing a tantrum and being weaker than her. She says that. She can't ain't shit she can do about it. And when she leaves to escape the situation, she's says that she's throwing a tantrum and she doesn't have balls like that, guys, is bullying. And I feel like that's something that I feel really strongly about because the word is used very inappropriately. This was a situation where one person had power over another person and was using it and using it to threaten intimidate someone else who wasn't in that position Sutton was caught off guard the way that Sutton was reacting to that situation though just because Erica was bullying her doesn't mean that Sutton was reacting like a victim necessarily I I can't think of a better word just in this hypothetical bully victim scenario now this is the thing If someone is in your face talking about, or what, like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? The human reaction, in my opinion, is to smack those words out of that person's mouth. Okay? Like, if someone's in your face and saying, don't come after and pointing her finger all in her face and saying that she's going to, Every, she says at one point to the table, like, everyone will regret this. And there, I'll remember those who are with me and those who are against me. Like, definitely Scar, if we're going to talk about Lion King, Hala, Crystal, Scar with the fucking hyenas vibes. Like, definitely a villain. Okay. And when she's doing this, Sutton could either hit her. Or get up and leave the situation because at that point, there is no 
calm or civilized or productive conversation to be had. When someone has escalated the way that Erica was, you cannot, there is nothing that's going to come out of that unless you're someone who just likes to go back and forth for no reason. Sutton doesn't like to do that. And adults shouldn't do that. So Sutton said, you know what? I'm going to go. She's threatening me on camera. And frankly, she probably went so she could go get her lawyer. And I think that that was a great move on her part. I don't like when we have things like what's going on with like Candace and Ashley on Potomac. And that's called bullying. That's not bullying because it's also about how the person is perceiving it. Like Ashley's not a victim of Candace. They just hate each other. Sutton doesn't hate Erica and Sutton didn't do anything to Erica and Sutton didn't call Erica a liar to her face. Erica's taking everything that she wants to hear and making a scenario out of it. And she's projecting and deflecting and all the ings. She's inging the fuck out (laughs) on Sutton in this moment. And I just get really frustrated when I, because I feel like Erica without this bully thing being addressed because a lot of people don't like to talk about the word or use the word because it's overused. But I just want to be super clear on on who the fuck knows with Emily Rose that if we continue to not address how threatening Erica was being, then it allows for people to say, oh, well, I guess Sutton was being a punk ass bitch. What the fuck is she supposed to do? She had just said at that dinner. I'm, I know I'm defending her where she's not asking for it. But just because I've because that is what Erica called her, a punk ass bitch. And so I'm asking Erica. She just said, I, bu- I have everything to lose. That's the thing. Sutton has shit to lose, bitch. You don't. You lost everything. So while you're sitting here, and that's another thing. While you're sitting here talking about one day... All of this will be behind me. It will be a glorious day. It'll be a sweet day. And I will remember those who are with me and those who were against me. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Who is against? Like, who stands to benefit from this hypothetical comeback? Comeback from what? I don't know. Because you're living fucking sweet in Hancock Park. I'm not from Los Angeles, but I've heard that that area is just the fuck fine. And your home's like three million bucks. So you haven't really lost everything. And none of the women at this table have anything to to gain from you. Honestly, all they have is like to possibly be associated with a criminal. Because I'll tell you, Rinna makes herself look real fucking suspicious cozying up to your ass it makes me wonder what stakes Rinna has in erica jane llc or whatever like that's literally what i wonder when i see Rinna doing this is she part of is she where some of the money is girl now it's not Rinna's fault i mean Rinna's unhinged and psycho and is painting herself to be completely a complete disaster this season but it's not Rinna's fault that I think that she's she's on. She may very well just be being a supportive friend to Erica, but it's the association and the positive association that makes people think that that makes me wonder. So, yeah, no, all of these people here have something to to 
lose as far as reputation, which is what you are so upset about people being upset about. But they don't actually like if you if you go down. Let's say let's let's. I, well, I don't want to implicate. I don't want to say something. So let's say that Dorit decides she's going to buddy up with you now. And then her name does get dragged in the papers because it's like, who were Erica's best friends when she was living the high life? Oh, it's Dorit. And then you go down and Dorit goes down. Well, what is she going to gain if you come back? Like, what? and what are you going to ha- come back with, Erica? You don't have shit. All of your shit was attached to a fucking criminal. So ooh, what are you going to do? And who cares? It's Beverly Hills. Dorit and Sutton and Kyle and God knows Kathy Hilton and Garcelle. They can all go. And Crystal. Hello. Disney on her arm. They can go make another pop star friend. I just saw a picture today of Sutton from the 2011 Met Gala as Anna Wintour's guest or something. Like, Garcelle dated Will Smith. Like, you don't think that these people could go... Kathy Hilton is... (laughs) The mother of Paris Hilton. Like, you don't think these people could go get new friends? Kyle's best friends with Chris fucking Jenner. The only person who maybe couldn't get a more influential friend is Rena. So honestly, it makes sense. But the rest of these bitches don't need you. Dorit doesn't care. Dorit, listen, PK says later, <laughs> I, call it call it like I see it. No one, I know one, takes one to no one. I'm a fraud. I know a fraud. Okay? This guy's a fraud. Okay? Dorit doesn't need any more of that. Dorit really doesn't need any more of that in her life. And she knows it. And that's why she goes off the handle too at this dinner. Now, another point I wanted to make is just to be a little critical of Kathy, but but these past few episodes, excuse me, have made kind of her understanding of how the show works has become pretty clear to me, and I'm quite sure she was coached by her younger sister. I think that Kathy, when she agreed to sign on to the show, was basically like, okay, I'll do it. You tell me what to do. Tell me how it works. Tell me the formula, Kyle, and I will make the formula happen. This is my this is my specialty. You give me the formula, I make it happen. And Kyle said, "Okay. Well, the number one rule is to keep the cameras rolling at all times. Don't let the cameras stop rolling. Don't let someone walk away if we're at a dinner, if we're at an event and there's a conflict." Don't let someone walk away because they want to get every single second. You want the cameras to roll as much as possible. Just make sure that that happens. And I think that that is evident because, one, it was ridiculous of Kathy to get up and follow Sutton outside of the house and try to get Sutton to come back down and sit down. I know that Kathy, it's kind of a joke that she's not always there, but she's a lot more there than you think. And her ass knew that Sutton needed to leave, okay? She went out there and said, come sit down. Sutton's like, no, I will not be coming back and sitting down in the face of legal threats. Okay. Like I said, Sutton needs to go get her lawyer. And she also did this with Garcelle when they were in the desert. She was like, oh, you know, just come, come sit back down. Come sit back down. Honestly, Garcelle probably should have walked off in that moment too. And like, 
non-reality world. So I just think that Kathy, a lot of what she does and how she functions on the show is to keep the formula going the way that Kyle knows it and the way that Kyle's been able to keep it going for, you know, 10 years. Just also kind of want to talk about Crystal and that example that she gave, that very misguided example. Erica just kept saying, you know, this has nothing to do with your life. It doesn't affect your life. What does that have to do? That's my life. Just so, so little girl-ish of her. And Crystal goes, yeah, I mean, Rob has had coworkers that have been me too and it doesn't affect him. And there's just so many flaws in that argument. <laughs> there's so many flaws in that argument. And I like Crystal. I am excited for Crystal to be on the show. I think that she has served a great purpose. I hope she comes back for a second season. I have also heard her do a lot of interviews recently on podcasts and watch what happens live and, and, and of the sort. Where I genuinely don't think that Crystal understood. I think that there was a few of them knew. Right. I think that Sutton knew that there was something a little darker than what was being presented. Obviously, she did because she's the one that's like, hello. I think Dorit knew. I think Kyle knew. I think they all pretty much knew. But I don't necessarily think that Crystal knew, no, knows or knew at the time because she didn't fuck with Erica Jane. She has real money. Okay. And not to say that Tom, well, no, yeah, no, Tom Girardi's money is illegitimate because he stole it allegedly. I hate having to say that, but I think I have to still. So Crystal gives this example, this Me Too example, and it's just such a fucking bad example, Crystal. Because for one, I'm glad that it didn't affect Rob, but I have a hard time believing that the people that directly worked with men, in, in, especially when we're talking about like ensemble, right? I don't know how close Rob was with his coworkers that got me too'd, which I thought was a weird way to phrase it, but moving on. I don't know how close he was, and maybe he wasn't, but when you're talking about a team or an ensemble or a band, when one member of that team or band or ensemble gets accused of something, it does reflect poorly on the other members because people begin to wonder, did they know? Were they complicit? Did they let it happen? Are they involved in it? That is actually, like Garcelle says, that's human nature to wonder. It's human nature. And as much as Erica doesn't want to admit it, it is human nature because me, personally, I'm looking all kinds of sideways at Lisa Rinna. I am like, girl, what is possessing you to be so hopelessly devoted to Erica? Do you have stakes in this? Do you have a financial stake in this where you need to make sure that Erica's on your good side or you need to make sure that it looks like you don't know what's going on all the time? Because I don't know. It makes me suspicious of her. I am not suspicious of Sutton because Sutton's the one who's calling the shit out. Maybe it's maybe that's all the game, but I don't think so. I, I really think that that was just a misguided example from Crystal. And to use me to, it's just not the same fucking thing. And good for Rob. And I don't think that Rob, I, I mean, I don't know these people, but from everything that I can tell, they are 
a stand-up family, and I am glad that he was not involved in anything like that. But the reality is, it depends on how you know closely he worked with these people. You hear stories about film crews and casting agents and things like that all the time, where it wasn't just the one party who was assaulting it was that person and then the guys that would joke about it and create a hostile work environment for these women and and men and and were not reporting it that kind of stuff is that's real so guilty by association is a real thing and i just think that crystal in that moment i really believe that there's also the possibility that Crystal was just saying whatever the fuck to get Erica to calm the fuck down. Because Crystal seems to be a very competent mother and disciplinarian in her home from what we've seen. And one way to de-escalate someone is to kind of fake security or to change the subject, to throw them out of their fit that they're having. And it's possible that Crystal was just saying whatever so that Erica would calm the fuck down because she really seemed like she was about to hit. Like, she seemed like she was about to hit Sutton or something. And I can imagine that the energy that Erica was creating in that room was hostile at best, terrifying, probably for some. And again, it comes back to this idea that I'm like, I really don't like that Kyle would take the time to be like, you just need to be honest. Like, this isn't about your stupid fucking show right now. Like, this girl looks like she's about to get hurt or I guess sued, you know, like everyone's just trying to eat dinner. Like, this is not the time, Kyle. I mean, it was it was good television, but it was also super uncomfortable uh, and I'm glad that Sutton left. I'm really glad that Sutton left. Uh, I'm glad that she didn't let Kathy reel her ass back in. Also, Loki, if we're talking about bullies, this is a more loose way to use it, but Kathy's Loki a bully. Like, she trolls the fuck out of Dury and Kyle and all of these people. And also maybe, like, performed and wanted dental work on children when she was a kid. So, I don't know. But yeah, no, for real though, what Erica was doing was bullying and I think it I think it needs to be said and I think that we would all be better people <laughs> as a society if we could just recognize what real bullying is versus Garcelle saying, Dorit, you talk too much. That's not bullying. That is her expressing an opinion. She's not saying you talk too much and everybody hates you and no one even wants to be around you because you talk too much. So what are you going to do about it, bitch? Like, no, that wasn't happening. Dorit, relax. So I wanted to say that. And then. And then. Oh, man. This season is just too good, you guys. Oh, the after show. So in this week's after show. Sutton did something that I thought was kind of shady. She says that during this whole dinner fight, one of the other reasons that she got up was because Erica whispered something underneath her breath that I'm not even going to repeat. I would never dare repeat it. So I don't know what Erica, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if Sutton is just kind of getting carried away. We, we will never know. 
because Sutton won't repeat it unless she repeats it at the reunion, which uh, God willing, goddamn, I would love that. But Erica will just deny it, of course. And then, oh, the whole, yeah, the whole Garcella and Rena thing with the sauce, that was a weird aside. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is for a couple of reasons. Rena let us know from the beginning of this dinner that she was planning on getting wasted. And I believe that that was calculated. I don't think that she was wasted at all. I think that she was lucid, at least. I think that she wanted to establish that she was wasted. I think she, I I don't think that she's like this, like master manipulator. I just think she knows what she's doing. Say what you will about Rena, but I think she knows what she's doing. And I think that she made a point several times to say, I'm getting so drunk, but like, and being over the top obnoxious, but that wasn't really like drunk behavior. That was just like, you're being fucking extra as hell. Calm the hell down. So, then when when Garcelle comes over or when Rena comes over to Garcelle's and Rena's like, I was just so drunk I don't remember anything. It's so that she doesn't she doesn't have any culpability in the conversation. So she can't be blamed for taking too much of Erica's side because she's catching on to that's a bad thing. But she can't lose Erica either, because she's not lucid. Like that's like the oldest trick in the book, Lisa Rinna. And then the weird sauce fight, which I just thought was I I really I I've watched the episode three times. I still don't particularly get it. Probably because there's nothing to get. That was probably some B side storyline that they that Rinna had in her pocket just in case. And then we have the Dorit and PK's date night. Just a few things on that PK's right. And Erica Jane would take would do well to take advice from him. <laughs> I understand that it's going to sound I well he is misogynistic. We know this. And let's just remember, let's keep our eyes on the prize guys. PK he really isn't a great guy. I don't like this whole PK is daddy thing just because he says something that Sutton's already been saying BT dubs, okay? Sutton's been saying this shit. Just because she's a little, like, frazzled a lot of the time doesn't mean she hasn't already been saying it. And I know we love a voice of reason, but PK's also said some pretty unsavory things in his in his past. And, he, and we know he doesn't like Erica, and we know he has a thing about Erica and her sexuality, or, like, how openly sexual she is. Now, all of that being said, he was right. She doesn't need to be in. And also they won't say a lot of people. I I don't know. They can't say Fenty online, I guess. Or they can't say Fenty on the show. Fenty has since dropped Erica. I don't understand why Erica needs to be quoting, you know, Lil' Kim and just like calling her fans gullible. I don't know why she needs to be playing it up in that way. Because if I were her, I'm going to take a PK moment here and say, if I were her, you could still play up your sexuality, but do it in a way that points that puts you as, as like a good person. Maybe she can't do that, but I would say like use your sexuality to bring awareness to like fraud or to like raise money. I know that it's, it's not that simple. And if you're going to 
be promoting a brand, then that's the brand that you promote. I just feel like there could be some more tact about it. And you're actually putting a pretty bad name on women who aren't with thieving ass, bullshit ass men, but may also be pursuing their sexual, I don't want to say availability. What do you say? Expressiveness. Like if, if I marry a guy with money tomorrow and he says, girl, you don't have to work. Like if you want to just model for Fenty and go do burlesque shows and do your podcast, I got you like that. That's dope. And I want to be able to do that without the frame of reference for that being some chick who is implicated in some really serious, nasty crimes that involve orphans and widows. Okay, that's what I want to be able to do. So it's not a good look. And you could take a minute, right? Erica could take a minute to sit the fuck down and put your legs down and just think about it for a second. And I mean, put your legs down literally because her legs are up in the air. I don't mean close your legs. I want to be very clear about that. I don't want anybody over here thinking I'm like sex shaming or kink shaming or body shaming. I'm not shaming anybody but Erica for being a shameful person right now and for being all over the internet like she ain't got any fucking sense. And now she's arguing with lawyers like she is out of fucking control. She is a disaster on Twitter. I think I said that already. I think I said that last week. But Erica is a disaster on Twitter, okay? And she needs to take it down a notch. Be humble. Stop with the money. You're flaunt all these photo shoots, all this expensive ass, you know, Fenty lingerie and all of that. It shows that you have money. And right now you need to be showing that you're chill. And you're not. And I'm sorry if everybody hates me for saying that. I'm sorry. But And so then we... I have a couple more notes that I just really want to get to really quick. And, oh, Garcelle's Haitian dinner. I wanted to say that I looked this up and I just thought it would be important to note. Excuse me. The soup, jumu, the pumpkin soup. That was actually, I believe, from what I read, for enslaved Haitians. They said it was for the wealthier. This is the way that they put it on the show. So I don't know. I mean, I'm also not the fantastic Haitian chef that was reciting it. But just when I was doing some research, I thought that was interesting that it was not just for wealthy people, but enslaved Haitians were rumored. It was it's rumored that they were not allowed to eat it at all. So that may be. And I, I learned some really interesting stuff about Haitian food just looking that one thing up. So I thought maybe people would be interested in learning that. I learned a lot about Dorit that no one was asking about and how she and fucking PK met on and on. The funniest thing that I think happened was they were all kind of teasing each other, which was really nice to have some levity. And Kyle was talking about how earlier in the episode, oh, because Kyle, they went to this like auction house where they auctioned off all of this rich people stuff and Sutton and Kyle went and bought hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry and it was really excessive and a crazy thing to show in these COVID times, but whatever. And at one point Sutton was like someone that I thought was my friend. She's used air quotes was kind of stabbing me in the back in that moment, call, saying to Erica that I was a liar. <laughs> and so Kyle is retelling this story and she, she puts quotes around friend in telling it. And Dorit goes, she used air italics, like air italics Dorit. <laughs> Like, 
ma'am. Learn your punctuation, for the love of God, girl. And and they kind of, they end the dinner on a pretty high note. I know I'm missing a lot, but like I said, I've already recorded so much and I just don't have the energy for it. But yeah, so Kyle is a complete basket case. That is a note that I have written down. <laughs> and I did not read any of the other context for the note, but I do believe that in my heart that she's a basket case. But, oh, it's because they were talking about the auction and how she accused Garcelle of lying about having donated to the charity or to the to the silent auction, I think it was, that Kyle hosted whatever. So they're kind of going back and forth about that. And Sutton goes, you know what I'm sick of? And then she's like, she brings up a great point, which is the final point that I would like to end this on. And Crystal, this is why I think that Crystal isn't necessarily siding with Erica. I think that she's hearing Erica out, but she's very level-headed. She was like, it's not fake of Erica and Sutton to be in a room and be cordial and not, you know, talk to each other. That's not fake. Sometimes you have to be in situations with people that you do not like and you need to be cordial for the event to move along. It doesn't because if you engage with that person, you guys are having a tense moment, it's going to cause a fight. And it's not always, you can't fight all the time. Like you can't have a conflict everywhere you go. Maybe that's why I wrote down Kyle as a basket case because I think Kyle does think that you need to have conflict everywhere you go. I think that Crystal just made a really great point and, and speaks to kind of what I opened this episode by saying that there's an adult way to handle things. And I think that Sutton is being, while we saw her pretty much not act like an adult when it came to all the stuff with Crystal, when it comes to the stuff with Erica, and probably because when it comes to stuff with the Erica, it's her money, it's her reputation, it's her family. That's what she gives a fuck about. So she gets sobered up real quick when it comes to that. She acts like a fool when it comes to Crystal and her pants and the jacket and all of this. But she gets it when it comes to this money shit and this law shit. She's not playing around as she shouldn't, as no one should. I really think Sutton is handling the situation the way that she should, the best way that the most mature way that you can. I think that it is silly of anyone to expect you talk like everyone talks shit when they're upset and that doesn't mean you're going to say that shit to their face. That's just the reality of it. And we're not in a situation where it has to be like, you know, say what you said behind my back type of thing. Like it, it's not that deep. It, it, it is, but it's not like it's normal to gossip about something like this. Sutton's not really trying to be Erica's friend. She's just trying to like, she's kind of just trying to get the real scoop. And I think that, that is fine. I think that is just the fuck fine, guys. Don't you? I just feel like I would... Per- there, like in my at my job, there may be people that I don't agree with or don't like, and we don't like each other, but I can't be a bitch to that person every time we're in the same room together. We're at work. And bravo, 
fuck them for this, ha- doesn't condone violence, maybe there is some sort of clause where they're not really supposed to put hands on each other. I don't know. But that's where that kind of shit goes. I don't know that I see Sutton or Erica necessarily as fighters, but the way that Erica was coming at Sutton, that's the result that you get. If she was talking to any other woman from any franchise that way, like, I don't want to use Ramona twice in one example. I think I used Ramona earlier. That might have been in my other recording. But even Ramona would get back up in Erica's face like that. But but when Ramona's faced with a racial conversation, she leaves the room. Now that is some shit, okay? I think that any other franchise, Vicky Gonvalson, you talk to some one of these women like this and they will pop the fuck off on you. You can't talk to people like that. She picked the right one, Erica did, because Sutton's not going to get in her in her face. She has shit to lose. Again, Sutton has something on the line that she could actually lose from getting in like a screaming match with like accusations flying. And it sounds like Sutton has some shit on Erica and that it could get deep if Sutton said something the wrong way or let something slip or let her hand slip. Like, she has something to lose. Erica doesn't. That's why she's acting like this. That's why she's not keeping her composure every single time. Every time. So, in conclusion, I'd like to say thank you, Crystal, for being for having that moment of levity. Sorry that you had those two really poorly <laughs> judged moments earlier in the past couple of episodes. Thank you, Sutton. Kyle, you're ridiculous. Kathy, I see what you're trying to do, but just let it go sometimes, okay? We don't need you to egg her on. The scene worked out fine without you, like, doing that. It was fine. You and PK, thanks for, thank you. We didn't, we just, I'm I'm thankful for the voices of reason. I'm not being gaslit necessarily by anyone but Erica, and I appreciate that. And I don't know what these next few weeks of Beverly Hills are going to hold, I know that they just refilmed they excuse me just filmed the reunion this weekend. I'm you know hopeful people are really down about it. I don't see how you could have this much material and be down about the reunion. I think that we should yes probably level our expectations when it comes to what Erica's going to say. Maybe she'll have some answers that make her not so much the villain and maybe some people don't want that maybe some people want to blame her because because of the way that she's been presenting herself or because of the way that she's flipped out in unnecessary situations that's possible but i think that we're going to get a good reunion i hope so at least and i cannot wait i'm going to try to recap this this week's episode fully If I cannot, please forgive me. I will have a guest on Friday and then I will be on someone else's podcast next weekend that I'm so excited about. I have a lot of great stuff coming up. So you guys, if you are enjoying this, if you liked this episode, it was more of like a thought, a stream of consciousness. You should please download. Downloads are so important. If you can save the episode, download the episode. It means a whole lot to me and to my exposure. Share and subscribe. If you would like to support me financially, you can buy me a coffee. Just throw me a few bucks. It gives me some motivation, some reminder that there's there's investment out there in what I'm doing just as much as I'm invested. And I appreciate that. 
You can follow my podcast Instagram at who TF knows Emily Rose. That's at who TF is in the fuck knows Emily Rose. My personal Instagram at Emily Agogo, Emily A-G-O-G-O. And on Twitter, it is twitter.com backslash W-T-F-K Emily Rose. And I've been trying to do live tweeting events <laughs> for some of these shows. I did it for Potomac last week. I did it for Salt Lake City this week. I'm definitely going to be re- recapping. Oh, really quick note. Damn. Really quick. I am definitely going to be recapping Salt Lake City to the best of my ability. I do not believe I'll be recapping Potomac because I need a show to just enjoy and watch. And also, the I have a more nuanced opinion about Potomac. And I just don't think that I need to put my voice in there. And I don't want to be a part of the fight. It's not a fight. You know, I don't want to have a fight about Potomac. I just want to enjoy the show. So that is all of that. And yeah, download, subscribe, share, follow me and all the things. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Tell me what you